We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. I'm so grateful that you have chosen to listen to this podcast. So thank you for being here. As I always say, if you're loving this, please share it. Let people know. Leave me a review. Say hi. All of those great things. But today's episode, I wanted to introduce our guest, Sarah. Sarah Macris is a professional communicator with 15 years of corporate affairs experience. She helps senior executives to attract their dream roles by building a successful professional personal brand. She's worked for some of Australia's most well-known brands and high-profile CEOs and directors, and now uses her knowledge of what creates successful leaders and memorable brands to successfully coach her local and international clients. Now, why do I have Sarah on the show for you all today. Let's talk LinkedIn profiles. Sarah is an absolute gun at helping people produce these. I know that some of you that listen are actually still in the corporate world and you're looking to build that personal brand or you're not sure where to start. So Sarah is a really great person to to get in contact with and she can help you with that regard. But also in the entrepreneur business owner space, it's really important that we are looking at these LinkedIn profiles. I know I talk about it regularly, but I'm excited to have an expert on the show to talk to you about it in more detail. So without further ado, let's introduce Sarah. Sarah, I'm so grateful you are joining us today. Hi, Beck. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting all things LinkedIn. I mean, we haven't gotten into the chat yet, but thank you for joining me. (laughs) No, it's really good to be here. So I think um, the reason I thought it was so important to get you on the show is I know I have such a wide range of people that listen to this podcast. You know, we have people that are in corporate and also people that are their own business owners. And I think it's really important that people understand why LinkedIn is such a great tool. I'm always, you know, harping on about it, but you have got this amazing product that you've created to help people boost their LinkedIn profile because this is a thing that you're passionate about. So tell us more about that. So I basically work with executives to build their personal brands. And the reason that that is so important is because it increases their influence, their professional value, and ultimately they, they get to have the career they want. So what I found was when I was doing all of this, working on their, you know, the foundations of their brand, that for many people, you know, a big, like once you've got your resume done, then the, then really the next step is LinkedIn. And what I found is a lot of executives really hadn't optimized their LinkedIn at all. So while we were building the personal brands and building those foundations, what do you want to be known for? You know, what, um, what are your goals? What are your messages? That was sort of the first platform that had to be addressed. And the reason why that's so important is because when you, someone Googles your name, as they inevitably will, before they meet you, that's the first thing that shows up. So we had to get that right. So before we even thought about things like speaking at events or media or any of those sorts of things, we've really had to kind of get LinkedIn right. So I decided that as part of my program, I would create a smaller program for people who just wanted to get that right. So yeah, that's where Boost Your Profile Booster, which is like 15 steps to go from amateur to professional. That's when I created that. And so that's been really popular and lots of people have done it now. And uh, it's just a really good, quick, quick way to make sure that you are showing up in the right way. Yeah, I love that. LinkedIn's had a very interesting life out of all the social medias, I feel. You know, Facebook went from this place of like, connect with your friends, have a community. And now it's kind of, you know, like no one really wants to be on there. And LinkedIn's gone, like, obviously it got bought out by Microsoft. And then I remember back in the day, it was kind of like, you're on there only for recruiters and jobs. (laughs) And, you know, I remember once, like, because I put a lot of time and effort 
early on into my LinkedIn because I was like, I want to be known in my industry, you know, like, and I was like, I'm in marketing. I have to do this. And I'd talk to people in HR that didn't even have LinkedIn and be like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. And I know like for me, I, I would get like, it would come up, what was that? Like your profile is professional or you get a ranking. And I was oh, like, yes, 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 I'm making it. But I still find with a lot of people, they don't understand the power around LinkedIn. Like they don't understand that LinkedIn and Google are great friends. This means if you want powerful SEO, LinkedIn is your friend. And then oh. the other thing I think, and I'm sure you can talk to this a lot more, is the fear around showing up on LinkedIn because your boss might say yeah, so there's there's a lot of fear around LinkedIn, funnily enough, because it's and I always it always amazes me because people are quite comfortable posting on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but you mentioned LinkedIn and it's all of a sudden it's oh my God. So yeah, there's like, a lot of uh, lurkers in LinkedIn who don't even like or comment, yeah. they just watch for fear of, you know, A saying the wrong thing professionally, so not looking sort of smart and amazing or looking like they're on LinkedIn, or maybe they want to leave their job. There's a whole heap of old sort of um, mindset thoughts around LinkedIn. And then there's a whole heap that's sort of just fear-based, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I see that a lot. And then there's the fear of posting. I mean, that's just a whole different um, (laughs) different cabinet in its own. But nowadays, you can't, it's definitely not the platform just for recruitment. And yeah, I agree it was probably 10 years ago, but now it's about, you know, people will go there. They will go there to find out about you. And before you and and if, and as I said before, it's the first thing that that comes up. If you don't have if you're not like really well known media darling or you don't have your own website, that will be the first thing that comes up. So you've got to make sure that, you know, that it's really optimized and putting you in the right position. Yeah, and it's really it is really a website for you. Like it yeah. it, it, it is especially because I know when I was in corporate, I would never have thought of creating my own website or my own identity. Yeah. And this was because I had that fear around, oh, but I, I work for this company. So everything I do is reflective on that company. And I think that thought process, and I see it a lot in the, like, you know, I'll go into quite big corporates and I'll sit down and I'll say, why are your people not using LinkedIn and promoting your your brand and your business and yeah. talking about it and talking about who they are within the company? Your yeah. company has all these great people that are so passionate about their work. Let them be passionate. Or employee advocacy in that space is is huge and really, really powerful. But there's a lot of hesitancy around it. So some companies really embrace it and some of the big companies really embrace it. And then you've got the companies who, uh, you know, you can't say a word. So I sort of have seen both extremes. What I encourage people to do is to build their profile around what they want out of their future as well. So you may not be with that company next year. So it's worth building that profile around yourself. And you can obviously, you know, obviously that, that the sort of the, the glow goes to the company as well, Yeah, but making a space for yourself online as well so that you can showcase your, you know, experience as well. Yeah. And I think there is like, let's get out of the mindset of you're going to stay at the same company for 30 years because <laughs> you're not. <laughs> let's right. be realistic about that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that our professional growth, you know, I have, I have friends that like, especially at the moment, you know, great resignation and all that. Mm-hmm. They're like, I always say to them, like, if you're unhappy in, in the company and you are looking, have you have you looked at your LinkedIn profile? Have you, you know, even considered that? And some of them still don't even have their most recent job. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we not using this tool more? Like, it, oh, it's yes. even as business owners, I think as business owners, the amount of people that like are shocked when one of the first things I say to them is, have you built up your LinkedIn profile? And they're like, why, why would I do that? I, I sell a product. I'm Instagram's my space. I'm like, yeah, but you're still a business owner. You are a thought leader. You will get sales through LinkedIn inadvertently. 
by having a profile and a, and a presence there. So give us some tips or some like some of the shockers that you've seen with profiles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I see, I've seen lots of them, but um, what, I mean, there's a, there's a whole heap of things I could sort of speak on, but quickly I'll sort of say, I mean, not having a banner, using that LinkedIn, which is that plain blue, that just should be banished from anyone. <laughs> no one should have that. And an up-to-date picture of yourself, like something, no wedding crops, no, you know. like not selfies. No, like they should be well lit, great photo of your face, not, you know, you and a dog or you and whatever. So, so, so there's some basics, right? <laughs> you know, so a professional photo, some people say, oh, should I wear a tie, should I not? And that really depends on where you work. So if you're a creative, no. But if you're a banker, yes, you may feel if that's how you're positioning yourself, then that's important. Yeah. And if you're going to want to go for those corporate jobs forever, yeah. and that's, the, that's the, the personality and what you're bringing to your career, then of course, you're going to have to dress the part that, that's expected in that world. The other thing I would say is, you know, the about section really stumps people. So that is probably the most difficult piece for people to get past. So often having a like sort of a, a redo of their resume is, is not good. You don't want to have that. It should be really future focused. It should be about the value you can bring to an organization. And yes, you can if you're if you're going to be talking about yourself and saying, hey, I'm really good at X, then back it up with a couple of examples that you've maybe some recent work you've worked on. But that's about as far as you go with my work history. It should be focused on moving forward and what I can offer and how to position yourself. And then I see, I suppose, incomplete profiles that um, maybe don't have your work history or don't have your education or don't have your skills. They should be, you know, those. that's another area, like top skills should be really front and centre so that you, people actually know, you know, these are the things I can say, yes, you're great at, so endorse you for. And I suppose the other most important, most important thing is your headline. So I've noticed a bit of a trend towards people just doing three words or four words with those pipes in between them. But I find I struggle with knowing even what they do. So if you're a business owner or you are a coach or you're an executive, you should actually say that you are. You don't have to write your title, but, you know, like I, on mine, it says I'm a career success coach. You know, I, I've got Mine a, says marketing strategist, which is perfect. So mm-hmm. I know what you are straight away, but then you can use the rest of it for, you know, helping small businesses do X and also adding some keywords in there if, to be found. But yeah, that's sort of some of the main things. And interestingly enough, everybody is asked, if you're going for a job, everybody is asked for their LinkedIn these days. Uh, and I've even seen that internally as well. So if you go for an internal job, internal recruiters are asking to see your LinkedIn. It's, it's just expected on the resume now. So the other thing, I guess, for as a business owner, every single time I send a proposal out there, the first mm. thing I notice people do is check out my LinkedIn. There you go. Yeah. They, especially, I mean, for me, I'm in a lot of places. They can, they can get a real feel from me, obviously through the podcast or through my Insta or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I guess at the end of the day, they still want to go to LinkedIn and see what my professional history is Yes, and what I've achieved in my career. And that's the thing. I don't know if this is right or wrong and you can kind of tell me if I need to switch this up. <laughs> in my previous job section, I've got obviously who I work for, my title, and then I've got all the achievements that I achieved there. So like literally for me, especially in marketing, like a lot of it's like people talk a lot of fluffy stuff. I'm very ROI. So I put there all the stats of each job and, and where they were at yeah. when I started and when I I left there because I figured that's pretty useful for absolutely for, yeah for people. No, no, I think that that sounds good. And uh, <laughs> and also putting some media in there. So yeah. media you can add that's always good good as well. And then another thing I've noticed is, so recruiters will do a search in Sales Navigator and they'll be able to see who's been active in the last 30 days. 
So that's another, Mm. they'll often do that. So that's another reason to make sure you're on that platform. I mean, apart from all the other reasons like building networks and, you know, maintaining relationships and so forth, it's important to be active as well. Yeah. And I think social media gets a bad rap for this. Like it's like, oh, it's such a negative place. I don't believe that at all. I think I've met some of the most amazing people through social media, to be honest. And I've made some really important connections in business and in my career and just as friends through these platforms. And I think that when we approach it with that intentionality of, I genuinely want to build network and I want to, you know, gone are the days where we have to go out to a big networking function and awkwardly walk up to someone. (laughs) I got a really interesting email this morning, actually. It was, are you open to a conversation about how you can do better? And I was like... Wow, that's a real great one. (laughs) But it got me right. I was like, well, maybe I am. But, you know, and I think I think in-mail can be seen as really like, oh, intrusive and in your face. And look, I don't love receiving them either. Half of them are just yeah. horrible sales things. But, you know, you can get those occasional ones that are genuinely like this person, even reading it, I was like, they're having a bit of a laugh at themselves for sending this in-mail. And I know that they've probably sent it to 20 other people <laughs> or 50 other people, but it was funny enough that it got my attention. Mm. So I'm like, if you're in a career and you fangirl someone, you're like, I love that person. I'd love them to be my mentor, or I would love to just watch their journey. Why wouldn't you reach out to them and oh, say, I totally agree. Yeah. And if you are, I, every time I read a book or watch a great TEDx, I always reach out to the person if I think it's a great, you know, a great topic that they spoke on. Or and that's what LinkedIn's about. It's about being accept- having everybody accessible to you, and not everyone will reply or respond, and that's okay. I love that. Okay, so tips for one last thing to get out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what about tips for posting? Because as you said, there's a lot of lurkers on yeah. LinkedIn, and I find this from a marketing point of view, it frustrates the hell out of me (laughs) because so many people, even when I first started my business, I did this thing every Monday called Marketing Monday before the podcast. So it was when I, you know, I was still trying to obviously get content out there, but now that I've got the podcast, I'm not also going to do a video every week, but I would, I would do this video every week and people would, people would call me and be like, Hey Beck, (laughs) like love watching your videos. I'm like, if you love them that much, like them. Comment, please. No one ever did. And the amount of times I would get comment, like, honestly, I'd get one to two likes on these videos, but I knew people were watching them because I was getting the phone calls. I was getting the the emails. I was getting the messages. And I think this lurking on LinkedIn, it is fear-based, I think, because people are like, I don't want other people to see what I'm writing. How do we get over this? How do we, let's get rid of this lurking. Mm, It's it's a really difficult one. And it really only happens, I think, on LinkedIn because Mm -hmm. people have the fear around putting that professional foot forward. So my comment has to be, you know, profound and of massive, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't. It just has to be, you know, encouraging. And one of the best ways to get people to talk, to do that is to give you, give them, ask them a question, you know, just ask a question that's easy to answer. So if you're asking them for their views, often people get scared. Yeah. So if, you know, oh, you know, do you agree with this or not? Well, people may get a bit scared off and you might get the ones who are quite vocal instead. But if you're going to say something like, you know, what's your experience with this or have you ever experienced this or something that sort of just no yes, no's, but something that just gets people comfortably talking. And the other thing is quickly responding to people who do actually comment. So I suppose the same with, you know, other social media platforms, but quickly responding so people know that you actually will respond if they comment. Yeah, love that. That's a good point. I think, and it is in the name, right? It's social media. Yeah. It's all about that being social. The only other thing I was going to say, say before was that when it comes to businesses, Sales Navigator is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you've had practice with that, Beck, like in terms of your work, but... No, you know. I've never really played with Sales Navigator because like, I guess for me, like the work that I'll do with clients is more that like 
what's your strategy, what's your messaging, what's your product, what's your service, all that sort of like that foundation level stuff. And it's interesting because my clients do ask me about sales navigator. So maybe take us on that little journey. Mm. Look, I'm no, you know, sales navigator expert, but I do use it for myself. And these are the things that I've sort of learned from sales navigator. But what I like about it is that you can really target very, very specifically to people. So you know, how long they've been in a job, what company they work for, what companies they have worked for, who they're connected to, who they follow, you know, really delve right, right into the info. And the other thing to remember is that if you are trying to build your network on LinkedIn, you've got a hundred connections only every week. So the, the good thing about Sales Navigator is that if you are clear about building your profile, say you are a coach that does something to do with health and you want to find people in that space, then you would target those hundred that you are trying to connect with that that week through Sales Navigator. You would find them. And so what would you do through? So Sales Navigator just gives you their names and their details and stuff, does it? That's right, and all their information. You know that yes, yeah. that's right. And then you can connect with them. Yeah, I love that. But rather than just connecting with random people that you sort of come across, it just gives you a lot more. Um, scope in terms of what you actually want. Yeah. And you can be quite targeted. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That's a great thing to know. The thing is you don't get to bank those hundreds. So once you've got, once that week's over, that hundred's gone. So. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Can you add a message when you're connecting? Yes. With yes, you can. Yep. I think it goes into the email unless you've sort of got some other connection, but I, I don't always do that at all because I like to, you know, hundred messages is a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> But LinkedIn outreach is very powerful for businesses as well. Yeah, I find that. Like when I when I reach out to people, even people that I've previously worked with or mm. people I haven't connected with with a while, like you and I obviously know each other through yeah. Janine and, and Janine really promotes that. She's like, you know, how are you intentionally connecting with people this week? Like yes. how are you doing that? And it is it is this lost art of business mm. and LinkedIn gives us this ability. Like I love the idea of LinkedIn because it's like, if you've worked with someone awesome in the past, but you're not mm. quite their friend, but yes. you really want to stay close to them, that's it's yes. that, it's Facebook, but for business. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love it too. I, look, I think it's a fantastic platform. And I also think it's great that basically it's free, you know, yeah, <laughs> you're not having to pay for your you know, to get in front of people all the time. Yeah. The only thing I will laugh about is uh, <laughs> when you accidentally are on the free version and you LinkedIn stalk people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, oh, I, 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 one of the first things I um, I say to my um, students when they do the um, LinkedIn profile booster is we need to go to settings and make sure that we've changed the settings so that you don't notify everybody that you've changed one little thing on your profile because that can put people off a lot too. Yeah, totally. Like scared, you know, go, oh my God, everyone's going to find out. Not if you get the right setting. I remember actually I had changed that setting when I opened Plum. Yeah. And so no one saw that I'd opened my own <laughs> business. Oh, you didn't have to turn it back. I did. It was very sad because I was like, no, why does no one care? This is a big step in my life. <laughs> oh no. Oh. oh dear. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Sarah. Oh, it's been so helpful. I always love our chats. I think you've given so much information to the audience. If they, you know, if they're ignoring LinkedIn, hopefully they will stop doing that. Yeah, it's definitely worth worth having a go at. Thank you so much. And um, I've got a checklist as well if people wanted to. Oh, awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. Sounds good. 